Hey troops, it's your old buddy Bircho here just cutting in up front before we launch to report that unfortunately we had technical issues with this episode or at least I had technical issues with this episode. Robbie didn't do anything wrong. It was me who messed up on my end so you're going to hear an episode in which my sound quality is unfortunately pretty low. Robbie's is his usual high quality but I had issues on my end for this one and I've done a bunch of work on it to try to clean it up as much as possible and it's certainly better than the raw audio I was working with but as you're about to hear it was still far from perfect and because of the pace we're going at we just don't have time to re-record the episode. I mean if we were doing a weekly show or even two shows a week we'd probably just set up another session and do a re-record but with our crazy one episode per day pace it's just not on the cards for this one so apologies up front here for that and hopefully if the force wills it we won't have this issue again in the future and hopefully you'll be able to roll with it on this one so strap in and prepare for adventure because it's time to join our pals Anakin and Obi-Wan and Echo and Fives in good old 99 for season 3 episode 8 Arc Troopers look around Fives feels like yesterday we were here Heading to target practice. <laughs> Remember that? Do I ever. <laughs> hey, 99! Ha, huh. Echo, Fives. You actually remember us? Oh, I remember all my brothers. <laughs> Is Heavy here? Where's he? There was an incident on the Rishi Moon outpost. He saved our lives, but he gave up his own. Oh, I I see. Heavy gave you his medal. So, why have you returned to Kamino? The generals received word of an impending attack here. Well, how can I help? It's time for Send in the Clones! Join your hosts, Bucho and Robbie, on an epic journey through a galaxy far, far away as they follow the escapades of Anakin Skywalker and the Jedi Knights with the clone army of the Republic in their struggle against Count Dooku and the droid army of the evil Separatists. So step in and prepare for adventure because it's time to send in the clones! In this episode... The dastardly General Grievous and Asajj Ventress launch a devastating attack on Kamino. So with the help of Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Shakti, the clone troopers must mount an heroic defense to save their home from destruction! Hey, troops, it's your old buddy Butcho on my first ever watch of the Clone Wars. And next to me in the dropship on his third ever watch of the Clone Wars, he's the Rex to my fives. It's your trusty pal, Robbie. Hello, everyone. We're going to talk about the 48th episode in the StarWars.com Clone Wars chronology. It's Season 3, Episode 2, Arc Troopers. So, Robbie, how about we roll out with you letting us know what you remembered about this episode before you rewatched it again this week? I remembered this episode being... Like, I thought this was like two or three episodes. Because so much happens in this episode. But I like all of the things that happen, I thought it was over a few episodes. You know what I mean? Um, Over an arc. Yeah. Because it's called Arc Troopers. <laughs> That's exactly. Arc episode. A story arc. That's not what I thought. But anyway, no. Uh, yeah. When this episode started, I was like, ah, this is. Yeah. Mm hmm. I've been looking forward to this episode because there's a lot of. There's a lot of things. A lot of things in this episode. And of course, one of those things, Robbie, is 99. How old? Brother, 99. 
and we learn pretty quickly when he meets Fives and Echo again, the boys of Domino Squad, that while 99 may have a bung back, he also had the best memory in the entire galaxy, which we learn when he says he can remember all of his brothers. How did you like seeing 99 again, Robbie? I mean, it's... You really form an attachment to him. And yeah, I mean, it's always great to see 99. I mean, just what a little heartwarming little, you know, reintroduction to him, you know? Yep. And speaking of heartwarming reintroductions, or maybe just introductions, Robbie, Obi-Wan is once again a friend of the animals. When he hitches a ride on that, what I've learned is called an Awa or an air whale. And of course, it's not just another fun, random, beastie moment early in the episode. It's also a really fun setup for the save near the end when Obi-Wan loses his balance and slides off the platform as he faces off with Grievous. And for some reason, I'm already talking about the end of the episode, Robbie, but I just thought this was a fun thing where Obi-Wan makes this Awa friend and at the end he has that line, We've got to stop meeting like this, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, good old Obi-Wan and as a friend of the animals again in this episode, Robbie. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I actually wrote that down too because it's one of my favorite moments of the episode was that right there. And and then again, it just seemed very, uh, when he finds the aqua droids, it seems like a very not well thought out plan. I mean, he's like, oh, they're here. Okay, get out of there. <laughs> you know, what are you doing? <laughs> So that played very strangely, and it's one of those things where you kind of think, okay, is it just a way for the storytellers to put him in some danger, or is it the will of the Force that brings those Awas back, you know, and, and for him to hitch a ride to save him from the Aqua Droids? It, it just seems it seemed very strange, but yeah, of course I love that scene, though. And of course we get to that save because Obi-Wan is fighting good old General Grievous. And we also get some idea in this episode of the relationship that Grievous has with Ventress. And it's about what we'd expect with Grievous having the ego of a megalomaniacal general with his own army at his disposal. And Ventress dismissing his kind of power as mundane, as kind of beneath the admiration or respect of a force user. She, he, he's just another tool to her to get the job done. But we find out in the climax that the general is something of a gentleman because he swings by to pick up Ventress in her hour of need just like the Awa swing by to pick up Obi-Wan yeah I mean it's definitely a dynamic that we hadn't seen yet so it was cool to see you know these are basically two I guess you could call them apprentices underlings whatever (laughs) of Dooku so to see them working together on a common goal was pretty interesting to see it sure was, Robbie. Not just interesting, but maybe overdue. I mean, here we are all the way into season three, and this is the first time we've had this. And of course, finally Ventress is back after what's felt like way, way too long. And we can talk a bit about how cool the fight scenes are in this episode. One thing I wanted to pinpoint, and I'm sure you noted this as well, is as the droid infiltration continues, Ventress walks in and she force lifts and chokes a clone trooper. And I found out afterwards... This was Commander Colt from Clone Cadets, which is episode one of season three, which is the episode just previous to this one in the release order. But here, and that is 40, more than 40 episodes ago. So I didn't recognize him at first, but that's Commander Colt, the ARC Trooper commander, right? And Ventress force lifts Commander Colt and chokes him. And then she throws him at a wall and his helmet pops off and she pulls Commander Colt onto her blade. And then she smooches him, Robbie. What a way to go. What a woman. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing, I think that's why, I mean, I've talked about how I feel like the scene at the end of Rogue One with Vader was a little more pedestrian than it could have been. 
And it's scenes like this that pinpoint why I think that. You see that and you go, there's so much flourish in the way that Anakin fights, you know? So to see him do those kinds of things as Vader would have been really, really interesting to see. Vader at the height of his powers, right? Well, as far as he is with Vader. I don't know. I'm not saying that Vader should be smooching rebel troopers. I'm just saying that he should be able to use those powers in this kind of way. Using the Force to do those kinds of things a little more extravagantly than we've seen in the past. But this is... I mean, wow, the imagination that it took to do this and say, you know what, we're going to go all the way. I mean, I almost feel like it was it was almost a little too much, you know, it, the the way that it feels. Not for me, Robbie. But it's kind of one of those things where it's like, like you say, I'll allow it. Because it's just like, <laughs> it's so cool. And it does so many things. I mean, it shows her power, but it also shows, I don't know, like I said, there's this deliciousness with the way that she uses her powers. She's enjoying this. And it's creepy, it's evil, it's just it's just awesome. Yeah, it just seemed it's so adventurous because she's always been played, you know, especially with the voice performance, there's always been kind of a sauciness to her. So it makes sense that as she kills poor old Commander Cold, she gives him a little kiss, she kisses him off. And so, yeah, creepy, but at the same time, makes all the sense in the galaxy because that's what we might expect from Ventress. And of course, Ventress has maybe even my favorite voice performance in the whole show. But someone else who we also are both fans of is Matt Lanter. And I've just got this note here, Robbie. Did it sound to you like Anakin had a cold in this episode? Did you notice his voice sounding maybe a little more blocked, nosy than usual? No, I didn't notice that at all. Well, whether he has a cold or not, Anakin also has. Speaking of Ventress, he has a nice, brief moment of darkness when he tells Ventress that he plans to let his troopers execute her and of course that doesn't end up happening but how did you like that little moment i mean it was just real short real quick just one line really but to me it said a lot yeah i mean the whole fight with well actually both fights if you want to really pinpoint it the fights between he and asajj and then between obi-wan and grievous there's some really really cool fights the only problem that i have with the way that everything plays out is the way that their movements are almost too digital. I don't even know how to explain this properly, but it's like swing hit, swing hit, swing hit. Instead of these natural organic flowing movements, they just seem very strike, strike, strike. But the the movement looks slightly robotic and it's something that I've noticed in the series that I wish they would have gotten a little more fluid with their movement. I mean, if you look at the, I mean, the best example is you watch the Obi-Wan Darth Maul fight in episode one. Very, very quick strikes, but you, there's definitely some movement in it that's organic and that it flows. This just seems, it's too hit, 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 you know, and it just seems too, a little too quick to me. Maybe that was intentional. I don't know. But for me, that's the way that those feel. And it always takes me out of it just a tiny bit. But Anakin showing that at the end, that he's willing to, yeah, we don't really need to uh, keep her captive. No, let's just take her out. I mean, it's just kind of uh, like, wow. Yeah, it's cold. It's very cold. Yeah. And it really, I mean, it's a moment that really jumped out to me. I, I mean, it shouldn't surprise us because, you know, we know Anakin well enough by this point to know that he has that ruthless streak to him. But it was, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I mean, to be clear, I really liked that moment. But yeah, let's talk a little bit more about these lightsaber jewels because I do get what you're talking about. I do understand what you mean about how there is a sort of halt, like a halt strike, halt strike yeah. kind of dynamic to the movements. 
So I do know what you're talking about. It doesn't bother me or bump me as much. I think it's part of the calibration that I put myself through right at the start of this whole mission where I sort of give it a lot of leeway for doing some cartoony things because, you know, we're watching a cartoon. So I do. This is a cartoon? <laughs> so I do give it. You know, we're maybe splitting hairs here because, uh, I mean, we, we, did you actually. You enjoyed them too, right? You enjoyed no, the I do enjoy them. And, and that's what I was trying to get at is that even though I do enjoy it, it's one of those things that I. If they could make it a little more organic, I, I don't know of any other way to say it. It just seems like it would just be that just that tiny bit better, you know? And I don't know if it's just a... I mean, I have no idea what it takes to animate this kind of stuff. Maybe it's just too hard, you know? There's so much going on in every single episode that they've got to animate. Maybe that's what it is. It's just a, it's a limitation of the time limits that they put on themselves to put these episodes out. But it's just some, it, you know, it's like a little little wish of mine. Sure, fair enough. And but for the, it feels like the first time in many many episodes that we actually get some lightsaber versus lightsaber action. We've seen so many lightsabers versus droids. Yeah. But this feels like the first time for a long time that I mean, even going back to the battles on Geonosis, there was a ton of lightsaber stuff. There were a ton of Jedi's all over the place. It was all Jedi's versus Geonosians or Jedi's versus droids. Here we get not just one lightsaber versus lightsaber scrap. We get two and both happened to be one blade versus double blades and since we've got two lightsaber duels why don't we have these two duels duel for our favor mm. which was your favorite i mean ventress has a real nice matador move at the start of her fight with anakin but unlike grievous she doesn't grab her opponent by the face yeah. and hurl him to the floor with it that's like grievous grabs maybe one space lifts him up and throws him to the ground and then i think he kicks him across the floor i mean Grievous is so brutal. And those two little moments are kind of a summary of the difference in fighting styles between Grievous, who's all brute force and robo strength and fury and technology, and Ventress really fights like a martial artist. She uses her opponent's momentum against them. You know, when Anakin charges, she moves out of the way, dodges. She doesn't meet force with force. And she also does that later in order to disengage when Anakin is pushing up against her in the corridor. And instead of continuing to push back, Ventress pulls that classic old move, she drops to her back and uses Anakin's own momentum to throw him over and behind her using her feet. So, which of the two fights was your favorite, Robbie? Yeah, I find that the Ventress versus Anakin fight is better just because I feel like they're almost, I wouldn't even say polar opposites because they're not, <laughs> I mean, they're opposing forces. One's definitely the good side right now, one's definitely on the bad. But they're very similar characters, so I find that dynamic a little more interesting. Grievous is so brutal, yeah. and yeah. character-wise, he's just not as... He doesn't bring that same element of interest to me. I mean, I think Grievous is definitely one of the coolest characters they've ever created for Star Wars, but... Sure. He's a ton of fun, but there's no depth to it, right? Exactly. He's just brutal. There's, there's just not that level of interest. I mean, you could almost see Asajj Ventress trying to sneak in a, a, a kiss to Anakin during their fight. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. And whether that is useful or not. Well, she even kind of flirts with Grievous at one point, right? Right. That was a fun scene as well. She's, what if she like strokes his yeah. face, basically? Yeah. Right? <laughs> She's just so saucy all the time. Yeah, and it's, it just makes for a, a more interesting, you know, polar opposite kind of battle. 
Yeah, I love me some Grievous versus Obi-Wan action. I mean, I've said it probably several times now. My favorite fight in the entire prequel trilogy is Grievous versus Obi-Wan. So anytime those two lock up, I love it. But in this episode, yeah, I simply must give it to Ventress versus Anakin, at least partially because it's so rare to see Ventress in action these days. I mean, just for that alone, it's great to see Ventress in a fight. But also, it's a Force user versus a Force user, right? Right. There's so much cool stuff in this episode. I guess maybe that's why I felt it was... A multiple arc episode is because so much happens we get to see so many different aspects of the battle i mean yeah it's just it's just awesome well speaking of awesome robbie fives and echo get promoted to advanced recon commandos or arc troopers at the end of the episode and unfortunately that only comes after we lose good old 99 and he gets a real pretty choral musical accompaniment to that tragic moment when he gets taken out and i was kind of bummed that he didn't you know, get to say some last words to Rex or one of the Domino Squad lads. You know, maybe they have a scene where he's dying in one of their arms and he says some last words. I was a little bit bummed they didn't have that, but he did get to die in battle. And I like to think that was how 99 would have wanted to go, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was. it's the thing that I remember the most about this episode. It's the thing that when it started, that's what I remembered. And it's because 99 makes such an impression in that Clone Cadets episode that it just, I don't know, it really, really hits home you know when when he goes out that this is what this is what war does you know so yeah it was quite beautiful it sure was robbie and of course it takes place in some familiar surroundings and there's a scene a little bit earlier at one point as our clone troopers engage the droids in the good old clone barracks and they even use those sliding bunks that you love so much robbie for a sweet tactical maneuver when the youngsters pop out of there to reveal an ambush how did you like that little ambush move robbie using those sliding beds that i remember you mentioning in the episode when we did clone cadets all those episodes ago yeah it's some great stuff i mean there's so much ingenuity in the way that every element of this episode was done i mean it just i mean what can i say other than yeah i love it awesome Sure is, Robbie. And speaking of awesome ingenuity, the last time we saw the Squidcraft was in the theatrical release. Although then we saw one flying, and I think whoever kidnapped Stinky the Hutt was flying one, right? Do you remember that in the theatrical release? It's just a brief shot of that squid ship. In fact, I think it's right at the start, maybe. Um, It's been a while, obviously. But here, we see them squidding around under the seas, and then we see them walking around on the superstructure of Topoka City, and they have almost like a mechanical kaiju feel to them because they are so animalistic, and there are some really cool shots. And I'm going to get to my favorite shot of the episode here, Robbie. We get this one just above the surface of the seas. This is just after Obi-Wan pops up to the surface. And he's sort of looking back towards the city. We see a long shot of the first squid ship shooting up into the sky and landing onto Poker City. And then in the foreground, like in the real close foreground, another squid ship shoots up past the camera at super close range in what feels a little bit like slow motion. And as it passes through and up and out of the frame again, we see this trail of droplets in its wake. And I really like the way they make these squid droids feel even more monstrous and the action feel even more immediate by having that shot feel almost like it's a piece of documentary footage almost as if when the cameraman positioned himself he wasn't expecting one to shoot up right in front of him like that because he doesn't track it it goes so fast through his shot right and i love the shots from inside the hangars too as the doors close and we only see parts of those monstrous squid droids through the bay doors right we only see their legs as the squids clamber onto the platform outside it just makes them feel so big and they they move in a freaky creepy way remember we've talked 
talked about the way the spider droids move before and just there's a creepiness to it and they're just menacing and so that was my favorite shot of the episode i will bring up a couple of more sweet pieces of cinematography but i don't want to accidentally steal yours ruby so let's go with yours first what was your favorite shot of arc troopers i've got a bunch of shots too that i just thought were super cool so maybe uh i'll say my favorite and then we can go over the other ones yeah let's do it yeah my favorite one is the near flyby shot of anakin and the arc 170s behind him as they get really really close to that yeah. uh to that droid i mean uh of course, I, I love the flying shots, but... We haven't even talked about the space battle. There's so much in this episode. There's a sweet space battle at the start as well. Yeah, and that shot, as it the camera is almost like one of the fighters, and it's following that angle and everything as it's flying underneath it, it reminded me a lot of the way that they did the Battle of Endor with some of the Falcon shots where, you know, he's not following a, uh, you know, an up-down kind of thing. I mean, it's sweeping shots of up and down and, and around, and it's so cool. The way that that's framed is so awesome. I just love it. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. What are, so what are some of your others, Robbie? Because I'll make sure I don't steal them. Okay. Yeah. Um. One of the other shots that, I mean, at first I was like, yeah, th- this is definitely one of the shots. And then it was quickly taken over, you know, when the ARC 170s flew by. But it's the clones coming down the ramp behind Anakin and Obi-Wan when they're having the discussion at the very beginning. It just looks cool. Another one is, I love the idea of this debris assault, you know, that you're basically planting your... Yeah. Yep. You know, your army by allowing things to be shot off at your ship and it falls down. Those shots were awesome. I love the shot of the, I guess, you, I don't even know what you call them. I just called them clone baby tubes. Oh, yeah. Uh, that hurts. When that breaks apart. That hurts, that scene. Yeah, and when they're falling and it just, it's almost like, I don't know if you've ever accidentally, you know, knocked over some dishes or something like that, but that's what it reminds me of. There's so much breaking. Yeah. <laughs> that it's, it's, oh, I've knocked over things before, Robbie. I've knocked over a few things in my time. I've broken a few things by accident, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's destructive. It's bad. It's not a good thing, especially when you're looking at it, at, you know, that these are you know, future soldiers for the Republic. But at the same time, it was just awesome. So let's talk about our summaries and our ratings for this episode, Robbie. Where does Arc Troopers sit on that four-star Robbie scale? So much happens. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can't stop saying it. It's just an amazing episode with so much stuff. I mean, the only thing, I guess if you had a criticism, you could say that, well, we don't really learn a whole lot about character, but yeah, you do. There's a lot to learn about character in this episode, and it's done very effectively in the midst of the action. So, I mean, this one is just so awesome. I have to give this one a 3.75 out of 4. Strong rubby. So I've got Arc Troopers at 8 heavy medals out of 10. And that's Mission Accomplished, Season 3, Episode 2, Arc Troopers. So, Robbie, won't you please let the troops out there know what are our communications channels? Sure. We are Bucho and Robbie at Gmail, Twitter, and Instagram. That's B-U-C-H-O-A-N-D-R-O-B-B-Y. Yes, sir. And, of course, the troops can join us again next time for the 49th episode in the StarWars.com Clone Wars chronology. It's Season 3, Episode 4, Sphere of Influence. And until then, this is your old buddy Bucho alongside your trusty pal Robbie, and we are out. Remember, you can support sending the clothes for free simply by rating and reviewing this show on iTunes or any other podcast platform and Bucho and Robbie will read the review on a future feedback episode. And speaking of feedback episodes, you can also send either a text or an audio message of 60 seconds or less to Bucho and Robbie at gmail.com. 
May the force be with you.